Welcome to the Rule for Combat Actual Play Podcast, where our intrepid adventurers are playing through the Pathfinder adventure, The Fall of Plaguestone. Join us every week as our daring adventurers face treacherous monsters and deadly obstacles on their quest to save a town from utter destruction. Lead on, listener. Your quest awaits. Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat, The Fall of Plaguestone. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, I believe all the side quests are done, I believe all the crafting is done, I believe they've bought everything they need to buy, it's time to storm the castle and start the final chapter of this adventure. So a few quick show notes I want to mention. I was on the No Direction podcast this week, and I kind of let the cat out of the bag and talked about the new podcast. Those of you will probably be very interested to listen to this podcast because it's mostly the same crew. We're going to be starting the new adventure path, Extinction Cursed, for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. What is that adventure path? Very simple. The PCs are in a circus. That's all you need to know. No, seriously. It's basically the PCs are in a circus. They have acts. They have tricks. They perform inside the circus, manage the circus. They're going to help find new acts, sign them. They're going to have to learn and change their tricks over time. They have to manage the finances, improve the circus. And on the side, while they're doing the circus activities, they're also going to have to, you know, go adventuring and save the world and solve mysteries. So it's going to be... Circus performers by day, adventurers by night. Actually, it's kind of the other way around. They're going to be adventurers by day and circus performers at night because the circus is usually at night. So, who's going to be on this amazing show? It's going to have three of the four players. We're going to have Rob, Vanessa, and Lauren. Jason is really busy, so he had to sit out of this one, but that's okay. He's going to be on a different show, which I'll mention after all of this. So, Jason is still going to probably write his talking curse column, I guess we'll call it for this one, since it's the extinction curse. I don't know, we'll still figure out the exact wording, but he's still going to probably write his column. What's fascinating is that this is the first time he's going to write the column from the point of view of a listener. He will not be playing in the game. He has actually been in every single game that we've ever recorded on Roll for Combat, so he has heard and seen it all. But this will be the first time that he will actually write it from the point of view of a listener. So instead of Jason, we're adding a new player to the mix, Rob Pontus. Rob works for both No Direction as a columnist and is a member of Order of the Amber Die, which means he is hardcore. I played with Rob in the past, and when he plays, he is in character the whole time. So if you like role-playing, you're going to like this group. And not only that, we're working really hard the last couple of weeks, even months. We've been working on characters, working on backgrounds, working on these extensive stories, because this adventure path goes from level 1 to level 20. That is ambitious. I think we can get past it because leveling is much faster in Pathfinder, and also it looks like that this adventure path at least starts off a lot easier than Plague Stone. So I think combat's going to go a little bit smoother, at least for like the first two or three levels. So, with that being said, we're going to be starting this new adventure path. We're going to come up with this whole new name and title, and you'll see, it's going to be a whole brand new approach of how we do adventure paths and how we do podcasts. That's going to be starting in a couple of weeks. I don't have an exact date, but all you need to do is subscribe to the uh, Roll for Combat podcast, and you will be all set, and you will automatically get the new episodes as they're released. However, if you want to know more about this show, I have pictures of what the characters look like. We have character sheets that are going to be going up shortly. I'm going to have other information about this. That is all going to be posted at our Patreon. You just have to go to patreon.rollforcombat.com. And if you do the lowest tier, just $2, you will get access to all this preview information. In addition, we are going to probably start releasing the episodes early on the Patreon. So if you do the $5 level on our Patreon, you'll get the episodes early. That's right. We're still working out all the details. And one of the things we're doing is that we're actually working with Paizo directly. And that's kind of one of the stipulations is that we kind of have to make sort of exclusive content for people who want to be part of our Patreon. So if you're excited about this new podcast, and I'm sure you all are, you can find out and see information about it at our Patreon. At the lowest level, $2, you can see pictures of the characters, sketches up, and as they get developed, you can see the characters being developed on the Patreon. I'll keep posting those. You'll be able to see character sheets. You'll be able to see backgrounds. 
information about the characters. Again, the PCs have been working on this for months. They have really detailed backgrounds. I hope none of them die at level 1 or level 2 because that will stink. But we do have extensive overviews and backgrounds of everyone in the Adventure Path. So do check those out. All you need to do is go to patreon.rollforcombat.com. Just become a member at the lowest level, $2, and you will get access to all this information. In addition, I mentioned that we're starting another new show. That one I can't talk about yet. We are actually working directly with Paizo on this. It is top secret, and it's going to be unlike anything you've ever seen before. It's going to be completely unique, and things are even going to integrate. And I can't promise this exactly yet, but we're in the process of having our characters and what we're doing in the show integrate with the larger world of Galarian. Now again, this is all very top secret pie in the sky stuff and we're sort of working through this with their team of how to do this exactly because this is new for them too. But again, this is going to be a second show. Jason will be on that show. And the way it's going to be set up in such a way that, well, I can't get into it, but it's going to be unlike anything you've ever seen. And it's going to be a much shorter show. It's going to be more episodic. Think of like Charlie's Angels or Mission Impossible or The Love Boat or Fantasy Island, where you sort of have these small episodic adventures that you can connect together into a much larger story. Again, we're going to be having something kind of new. I haven't done this before. I haven't really seen anyone else do it, but I have this all ready to go. I just need to finalize what we're doing with Paizo and, well, actually start recording the episodes, and then we're going to start putting those up, too, and be on the lookout for that. That is, It's going to have a really cool name. I don't want to spoil it, but it's going to be awesome. So as I said, 2020 has some really big updates, big changes. I actually have even more coming up. I have a brand new website that's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks, and you're going to hear all about this. I guarantee you're going to hear about this website. So here we go. Let's break this out. We got the new Adventure Path Extinction Curse. That's going to be starting in a couple of weeks. And that's mostly going to be circus-themed, circus-based, with adventuring as well. So you're going to have a lot of role-playing, a lot of fun with that. We're going to be starting another new show, Super Top Secret. Can't talk about that one just yet. But you'll find out more about it in the upcoming weeks. And then finally, a brand new website, which... You guys are going to like the site. I can't talk about it right now, but it is going to be awesome and you are going to like it. It will allow you to do certain things within the world of Pathfinder. Now, as for the world of Starfinder, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do yet. I'm still looking into that. We're kind of like focusing on Pathfinder right now just because I kind of need to scratch my Pathfinder itch. I've been playing nothing but Starfinder for almost three years at this point. So I kind of get it into, well, okay, that's not true. I've been doing Plague Stone as well. But I kind of need to get both my Pathfinder and my Starfinder itches scratched. So we're going to figure out how we're going to get Starfinder in there as well. However, this new top secret show will actually be able to work on Starfinder or Pathfinder. We're going to probably start with Pathfinder first and then move it over to Starfinder. You'll see. It's really cool. I'm going to post a lot of information about this on the Patreon. So make sure you check out the Patreon. Again, just go to patreon.rollforcombat.com. And then finally... Last but not least, we're starting a brand new convention that's launching in a couple of days. Okay, we're not starting it. This has actually been going on for a couple of weeks now. But there's a brand new online convention that you can find at our Discord channel. You just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. And we have something like 40 tables. We're going to be doing Pathfinder 1st Edition, Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and Starfinder games. You can go onto our Discord, find out all about it. It's called Play Discon. Get it? Play Discon instead of Play Discord. Ah, I didn't come up with the name, but it's pretty cool. There's a couple of tables left. If you've never done Play by Post or Play by Discord, here's a perfect opportunity. Everyone here are veteran GMs. We've got a lot of veteran players playing too, so this is a perfect opportunity to jump in. That starts on January 20th, so you've only got a few days left to sign up. So if you're on the fence, now is the time. Again, just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. There's a website where you can sign up for the various tables, and then it will start this week. Anyhow, I spoke a lot. Let's get into this week's episode where they start Storm the Castle. So with that, you let me know you've been lollygagging for a couple of days. You're getting, you know, friendly with the town, everyone. Because, you know, obviously you've been spending time and things seem to be okay. 
they're still waiting around for you to find out, you know, who was behind Bort's murder. And the, you know, judge is still probably two weeks out from showing up. But, uh, you know, I mean, if you guys just want to sit around uh, drinking beers and teaching people local customs and learning all about turnips, you can do that until the judge shows up. Or you can, you know, try to kill the big bad evil up to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that we have much choice in the matter. I think we're going to go after Vildry. Lauren Sieg is playing Prue Frosthammer, the half-orc spirit barbarian. Yeah, let's go try to resolve this. Jason McDonald is playing Brixley Silverthorn, the gnome champion liberator. Okay, I'm ready. Vanessa Hoskins is playing Celeste Carvassalon, the human angelic sorcerer. Oh boy. Are you ready? Yeah. Probably not, but we're going to try anyway. Oh boy. Oh boy. Dream big dreams. Dream big dreams. So you all meet in the feed mill. You're having dinner. You're looking at your notes. You think about it and realize, well, we've done as much as we can. I think it's time to take out the trash. You're able to triangulate that this lair is about 20 miles to the west, deep in the mountains. It'll probably take all day to get there. So you should probably leave first thing in the morning or at night. It's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but it's a good seven to eight hours away. Did we finish cleaning out her stock on items like potions and potency crystals and stuff? Oh, yeah. Particularly potency crystals. It might be nice to get a couple more of those if we could. She has no more potency crystals. You cleared her out of all of those extra potency crystals and healers kits and healing potions and all of that. So no more available. But don't forget, you did find a ton, <laughs> a ton of acid and alchemist and bottle lightning and minor elixirs of lives. I mean, you found some talismans. You found so much stuff. You should be okay. You think? Did, did we officially hand out all that stuff that we that we got? I don't think I so. Don't think so. I have on my notes. Let's see that wolf fang talisman you gave. Well, that's actually in the party. I've got the wolf fang talisman. Okay, let me assign that to you. Yeah, you got four lesser acid flasks. Who okay, wants who wants those? to take those? I'd like to have at least one, so that if I want to do damage on something that fire doesn't work on, I have another element. Okay, so we you just can have do all one four per... of them. Oh, okay. Whoa! Well, if there's multiple elements, maybe we can, like, swap around a little is all I'm saying. Alright. Also, considering I can throw fire, I'm gonna leave my crossbow and bolts back at home. I don't really think I need those anymore. Brixley, did you want something? I mean, you guys, obviously, it's your equipment. You tell me what you want to do with them. Well, what else do we got? I mean... Four lesser alchemist flasks. Those deal 1d6 persistent acid damage and one acid splash damage. Those are really nasty. They don't do a lot, but then they do persistent damage. You have the alchemist I'll take fires. Okay. I'll take one of the. I'll take a, a couple of fire and a couple of acids. Rob Tremarco is playing Cade Thistlerot, the halfling rogue thief. On my bandolier. Oh, but that doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't Tools. Matter. It's only tools. It's always one action to pull it and one action to throw it unless you're an alchemist. Gotcha. So I'm going to do it anyway because it's cool. I got one for Celeste, two for Cade, and there's one acid flask left over. Celeste? Okay. Y'all take a second Celeste. if no one else wants one. Unless Bricks wants one. I'll, stay, I'll go with the fire. Yeah, there's four of the fires. Those are the same alchemist fires you had before. They do 1d8 fire damage, one persistent fire damage, and one splash fire damage. So I'll give how many to who? Uh, I'd take two of those, maybe. Okay. I'll take two acid, two fire. Got it. Lesser bottle lightning does 1d6 electrical damage and one electrical splash damage. I don't know how bottle lightning works. We'll just go with it. I think you, like, open it and point the top at somebody and it shoots out of the bottle. I think it's like a battery that's just sparking and you throw it at them and it explodes. Or is that the acid? Well, whichever. You got four of these things. Uh, I will definitely take at least one. Got three left. Give one to everybody. 
Oh, I don't need one. Celeste can have my second one. Or mine right. has her second. And minor elixirs of life. Those restore 1d6 hit points plus one. How many? Three. Uh, everybody I but Celeste? I would taking one of those. That yeah, I think most of the frontline people, yeah. Yeah, I don't need those. I have a minor healing potion just in case I'm out and still need to heal. Celeste is like, I am healing. That's right, baby. I have two minors and one lesser. So hopefully I'll be okay. And orc knuckle daggers. You guys got tons of those things. Sell them all. I'm going to keep one. All but one. Prue has one just for fun. Low grade cold iron dagger. That went to Cade. You also have that weird lesser bomber's eye elixir, which reduces your... That doesn't really work with anyone. Cade has that. The what? You found this lesser bomb eye elixir. It was this potion that allows you to reduce your target's uh, bonus by one to their AC, but only against other bombs. It kind of might be useful, maybe. Let's look it up. You have it. How long okay. it last? It actually lasts a while. For the next five minutes, your alchemical bomb strikes reduce the bonus to AC your target's game from cover. So if you throw it on them, they lose one if they're in cover. So cover, instead of giving them a plus two, only gives them a plus one. Soft cover gives them a zero and so forth. It's kind of a weird thing. It like glows them so you can see them better. Sure. Glow sticks. Well, anyhow, Kate has that thing. Okay. And that's it in terms of the cool stuff you found from back when. You have a fair amount of gold, but nothing to really buy with. <laughs> Just... Yeah, we're in Turnip Town. There's nothing to buy yeah. here. Yeah, yeah that's the problem. Town. Yep. Okay, well, you got that. You got they that. Have not, they have not perfected the turnip-based uh, potency crystal. Nope. Potency turnip. Nope. Magical crafting sure is a fun thing. You sure I can't roll turnip lore and see if we can make potency crystals out of turnips? Or, sure. Or make it a make it a uh, a turnip of minor healing. Sure. Hey. Sure. Turnip infusement. Yeah. Sure. Are you trained in alchemy? Uh, I have turnip lore, so that's an eighteen for turnip lore. Well, potency crystals. Run on magic, not on turnips. But but I have both. True. But do you have crystals? Uh, we could crystallize the turnips, maybe? You know, it's funny. It's so easy to make these if you had magical crafting. But no one does. No one does. No. That was a different character concept. That was Targa Forgeheart. She's not with us. You'll be fine. You have a fire cat and tons of bombs. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Do you want that list in any particular order or just as we think of them? Um, You know, in retrospect, it might be easier for you to tell me what you think might go right than what might go wrong. Because I think it's going to be a much shorter list. Oh, and, and Cade also has that weird potion that he misidentified. Uh, what was it? Uh, you got to re-identify it to figure it out. Oh. Oh, I can't. I cannot identify it, so I'm That's not never going to drink it. Mm. It made you Why feel strong. Me identify it. Well, yeah, she can try. Well, she can try. Yeah, you try. I thought we. Okay, I thought we knew it was a juggernaut elixir. Oh yeah, juggernaut elixir. That oh, that's right. what it was. Right, you did figure it out. It's a juggernaut elixir. That's right. You have one. Well, you guys, you can use it. You're more juggernauty than me. Rexling. Yeah, it's either me or Brick. Yeah, I'd be willing to use that. I don't need an elixir. I'm already a juggernaut. I think when we think of broody characters, we think of Prue over Brixley, just because Brixley is a gnome. I mean, he really got the short end of the stick. Hey. I thought he was more dexy than strengthy, but... No, no, he's more strengthy, right? I'm actually about equal, I think. Well, 16 strength, 14 dex. My dex is 10. I'm hmm. a gnome of all trades. Yeah, nice, round, well-rounded character. Renaissance gnome. Okay, it, I think it's better for Brixley. It's actually the Juggernaut Mutagen. 
after you drink this mutagen, your body becomes thick and sturdy. You exhibit a healthy glow. You gain a bonus to your fortitude save and temporary hit points. But you take a minus two penalty to will saves, perception checks, and initiative rolls. So it gives you a plus one to your fort, five temporary hit points for one minute. But your will, perception, initiative is like you become strong and dumb. I love it. Those temporary hit points are pretty good. I think that's that's kind of the main draw. I thought getting dumber was the main draw. I mean, really, this just sounds like whiskey to me. Okay, or Old Woody. Okay, yeah. say, Old Woody probably does about the same thing. <laughs> Let's bottle up if, Old if Woody it doesn't and bring knock, down with If us. it doesn't knock you unconscious. You can. You can bring Old Woody with you. Hey, Red Power has something. What if we brought some Red Power with us? You can. You can. There's nothing saying you can't bring liquor. Okay, anything else? Anything else you're going to bring with you? Celeste brings turnip juice. You can bring... <laughs> You bring uh, the true warrior's drink, prune juice. In this case, no, no, turn of juice. juice. I know. Yeah. That's from Star Trek. Oh. Yep. Okay. I can hear the hesitance. I hear I hear the, oh, they know this is it. That you're like walking 20 miles away. You only got what you bring with you. You better make sure you bring it all. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. ready? I don't know. I feel um, underprepared. But I don't feel like we're going to be able to do much else to get prepared, so... Yeah, I guess we just march to... We march to victory. Gotta keep a good spirits about it. We march to victory. Turn that frown upside down. Yeah, I feel good about it. Okay. Well, what is the plan? Go to the place. I mean, I think the the idea of setting out the boarding is probably better than try to go there at night. So that's probably yeah. Go there at first light. Okay. In the morning, we'll head to Spite's Cradle. Dun okay. dun dun. <laughs> you all go to sleep. You all have a fitful night's sleep, knowing this might be your last day alive or the beginning of the rest of your life. We'll find out. You wake up at first light. You have Fire Kitty with you. You have a long journey ahead of you. What do you do? Do we know where we're going, by the way? We have a map, right? Yeah, I thought we figured out the location. We just haven't been there. Yes, the directions from the Orc Laboratory lead to the foothills far west of Veterans Folly. Here, nestled in the shadow of the Five Kings Mountains, there are countless small valleys and crevasses. The directions lead to one particular valley, a place called Spite's Cradle. Lead the way, country rogue. You got it. That was Fire Kitty going with you? Yeah, that way we have, instead of a trail of breadcrumbs to leave us back, it's just a trail of ash. We're like, oh yeah, there's that burned trail the cat was on. He's, he's handy that way, I guess. Yeah. No, seriously, are you bringing the cat? Yeah, bring the cat. Are you going to ride the cat? At least until we get there. I don't know if I'm going to ride him in the actual... Cool dungeon or whatever. Is it like Battle Cat from He-Man? I would prefer no He-Man references. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. You start the march. Marchy, march, march. You go west. Sure enough, it takes you a good eight hours to get to where you think you need to be. As you get closer and closer to the mountains where you need to go, you find off in the distance something odd. You see, far ahead, a wooden palisade that spans the valley. A gigantic double door is set in its center. Beyond that wall, a guard tower is barely visible, though it's difficult to tell whether it's occupied. So you're far enough away that you can see it, but not so close yet that you can, you know, really get a lot of details. It is probably about, uh, you know, five o'clock. It's... Not dark yet. You have a few hours before it gets dark. So it's up to you what time or what you want to do. Well, sneaking up there is probably the best. But with this illuminated cat, at night's probably not the best time to do that. It would give us away for sure. Although it might be able to act as a good distraction. Do you think you could command it to head one direction and circle around to meet us while we went a different direction to get up there? I can certainly give it a try. I mean, out of character, Steve, I don't know what the limits of my ability to command this thing are, but 
Yeah, I might be more interested in sending it out in a different direction as a diversion so they see, hey, what's that light out there? As an animal companion, I think it knows basic tricks, and you can give it that only. So, like, a lot of one-word commands. Yeah, you can tell it to, like, stay, or, like, if you wanted to tell it to sort of hang out in an area or sort of go somewhere, you can give it some one-word commands. And it, that should be enough if you wanted to do that. Now, here's a, an idea of the map. that You're much further out from here, but if you look at the valley where the palisade is, the palisade is only 50 feet across, so it's a fairly narrow valley. It's not, you know, a huge entranceway. Okay, so if we're all going, we're all going. Um, then we should probably sneak up while there's still some light out so that the cat's fire doesn't just immediately give us away. Sounds like a plan. The wooden palisade walls from way out here, and I'll say a couple hundred feet away, kind of like hiding, are 15 feet high and the tops are carved with points. The sides of the valley are cliffs and they're fairly steep. And they go about 30 feet up total for coming to a rest. Behind the palisade, off to the southeast, you see a watchtower that's maybe 100 feet to the east of where the palisade is. And you're on the west of the palisade. So this is, um, this looks pretty well defended, whatever you're looking at here. Hmm. Is the plan to just kick in the door and commit murders? Uh, I mean, eventually. I'd prefer something with a little more finesse. I'm going to scouty scout a little bit. Yeah, I think that'd be good. I can go with you if you want. If you want. That way, just in case you get in any trouble, you're not alone. Well, you know, but we'll both be dead. From looking at the map, it doesn't look like there's a lot of places to scout. Yeah, is it the shrubs and trees and everything all cleared from in front of the palisade? Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, it's been definitely cleared out, so it's very easy for whoever's behind there to see. They've done their homework to make sure that this is a wide open kill box. Did I say kill box? I meant it's just very nicely manicured lawn. Sorry, fun box. Mm-hmm. It's a fun box, a party palace. It's like a it's like a big dance floor. Yeah. With grass. Well, we can try to sneak up at least as close as we can while we still have some cover. Maybe get a little closer for a better idea of, is there even guards on posts? Like, you know, how many? That sort of thing. You don't see any guards, from what you can tell. It just looks like a big palisade with a gigantic double door. Like, huge. It looks like Cade or someone else could just hug one of the sides of the cliffs and just sort of, you know try to stay on the sides and a little bit out of sight. I'll do that. You know, going down the center would be death. But if hugging yeah. on the side should be okay. Could also wait to nighttime, but you don't know who or what's there and what their vision is and so forth. So that is something to keep in mind. Hmm. I'll take a look. Go along the wall. Along the, the cliff. Craggy cliff area. Okay, which cliff? South or north? South? What is your stealth? Oh, I'll tell you. Did you want me to go with you? Do you want to try the north? Uh, we're not, sure. We're not going that far away. Yeah. I'll take the north then. Okay, I have Celeste stealth up is north. Plus 11. But Mine is only plus 7. Let me check to see if my being outdoors makes it better. Are you a ranger or something? I'm a little bitty tiny bit of ranger. You're a little tiny. And you're a ranger. I mean, you're a small ranger. Yes. Um, hmm. Oh, terrain I'm expertise. I'm a very big sorcerer. It's a, it's a bonus to survival in forest, not stealth. Wah, wah. Well, plus 11 stealth it is. Okay. Both of you are sneaking up. How close do you want to try to get? What is your goal exactly? My goal is to try and peek over the wall. Oh. So Celeste's goal is just to get a little closer so she can see if there's anyone even on guard, what sort of gate we're dealing with. Is it like a giant lock? Is there a, yeah. anything at all? Okay. Celeste is so far keeping out of sight 
she's doing a really good job. So much so that even Cade's like, where, where'd she go? Even Cade's having a hard yeah. time. Cade goes all the way up right to the wall and sort of like pushes his back all against it, hoping that they can't see him. Celeste looks and what is your perception, Celeste? Uh, perception isn't nearly as good. Only plus five. Okay. Mine is a nine. So Celeste goes up. She she stays, you know, hidden. And she's a good, like, 30, 40 feet away from the wall. She's not getting that close. You can see that the palisade, as you said, is a good 15 feet high. The tops are carved to points. Looks like you could easily get a grappling hook onto the walls. But, you know, that would probably not be so smart. You uh, see that the gate is massive, and it's probably heavily barred. But, you know, obviously with a little bit of uh, ingenuity, you could probably slip something in between and maybe unhook whatever bars are behind there. The cliffs that make up the sides of the valleys are steep and about 30 feet high, but not impossible to scale. Looks like limestone. Looks like you should be able to climb it. Do uh, another check to sort of try to very silently move across the corners of the palisade and back down. You would have to be at least 15 feet up. That's fine. From the, um, the, there doesn't appear to be, from what you can tell in your observation, any guards actually walking back and forth. You don't think there's a actual... Um, walkway on top of the palisade. The only place that seems where there might be guards is the tower. And the tower is from where Kate is. I will tell you exactly. It's about 70 feet to the east of you, the tower. And it looks like it doesn't have the greatest view of the palisade. So it looks like that this is not an possible for you to sneak up on even for the whole party it's uh it looks more defensive than offensive it's more to maybe give whoever's in there a little bit of time or make it just difficult for you to get in there now Cade, what's you're, you're right up against it you're able to sneak up and so far nothing's happening what do you okay do? i want to try and peek over well you have to climb up the walls that what you're going to try to do that's what i'm going to try and do what is your athletics plus five okay you try to climb up and you uh you, you don't really get some good purchase you're not making any noise but this is a little tricky i'm gonna try again Keep trying okay okay second time's the charm you're able to find some purchase and you can climb right up to the corner and peek over if you wish i do that okay and there's no, there's a gate here. A gate in the middle. It's a huge double gate. You peek over, and when you look over, you see beyond the palisade is a well-trodden yard. A small wooden hut is built against the southern rock wall, facing a squat stone fortress. A guard tower stands on the north end of the edifice, while a two-story dome anchors the south. The fortress has a brooding look about it, with narrow windows set between heavy pillars of rock. So to the south, the southeast, you see kind of a small domed structure. To the east, you see kind of a fortress built into the hillside. There's another palisade, maybe 150 feet to the southeast. And then there's the large tower, which is a little bit taller than the palisade. You also see, walking around in the courtyard, two orcs. What do you do? Mm, just taking note, you know, watch for a little bit. Do they just stand still? Do I, are they walking a, uh, a pattern? They are, yeah, they're just actually sort of looking around, listening. They just seem to be on guard duty. They're not really, like, being very proactive, but if you were to guess, you'd think that these are uh, guards because they're just hanging out in this area. Okay. They're also not really talking with each other. Sure. I'm going to quietly go down. I'm going to uh, just climb down five feet and then drop the rest of the way. Ooh. What's your athletics? Just five, but I have a, a feat that lets me ignore ten feet of falling. So I will, like, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Catfall. 
Oh, well, it's going to come in handy because you um you start to go down and you slip and you fall a bit. God damn it. And 15 feet. Now you ignore 10, so it's only 5 feet. And isn't the damage really really bad in Pathfinder now when you fall? It would it would be well after 5 feet. Yes. Isn't isn't the first 5 feet like nothing? When you fall more than five feet, you take bludgeoning damage to half the distance you fell when you land. So I don't fall more than five feet. So according to you, my... <laughs> your cat fall saves your life. You're like, all right, let me go. Yes, I knew it, it would work. <laughs> you, you fall first ten feet, cat fall next five feet, whoosh, and you land. Let's see if you land on your feet though. That's awesome. Okay, you land kind of. It's not graceful. You do hear like a little bit of like crumbling and some of the wall going down, and you realize, uh-oh, I better get out of here. I think I, I get I get everyone's attention to be like, keep an eye out. Here they come. Well, what are you gonna do? I want to go back to them and tell them what I saw and say, I'm not, I'm not sure. I th- did, did I know if they saw me? You have no idea. You have no idea. Okay. You don't hear any alarms or anything. Okay, I don't know if they saw me, but okay, here, you go it, back. What is Celeste doing? What is Celeste doing? Celeste, you just saw that. You saw him climb up, look over, take some notes, try to come down, and he fell. And now he's on the ground, and he's stealthy. I back fell quickly. controlled and dexterously. <laughs> parkour! Mm-hmm. Parkour! 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 Uh, yeah, if he's heading back, then Celeste is going to head back as well. Okay, Celeste um, doesn't stealth back great. And she does She does an eh job stealthing back. Um Cade is great. Cade is like making up for falling. That he's like he's like he's one with the wall. Uh, Celeste, not so much. You hear uh, some commotion, and you can hear orc voices from behind the wall of people saying they're like something to investigate. And you and you can see a little bit of movement up in the tower. So far, nothing. No one's firing on you or anything like that. You guys get back to uh, your buddies. And you think, you think you saw the palisade door open for a split second and someone just looking out and then closing it again. Oh, snap. But they didn't see you, even with Fire Kitty. So what do you do? So there's only two orcs in the main area right now. I don't know how many are in the fort or the tower. They don't walk the parapets because there are none. That's correct. Okay, well, that's good. So they can't really see us approaching if we go straight up. They would only hear us. I don't know. They'd have to look. They have to be up against the walls, right? Crack the door. Like he had to open the door to peek out. There's no murder holes. Yeah, there were no murder holes. But to reiterate, the tower fortress to the east. It doesn't. The map doesn't really show it that well. There was towers and there were slits, arrow slits in the tower, but not yeah. the wall. No, the wall didn't seem to have, like, murder holes or anything like that. At least that you can tell. Um, and what is that? You said you saw a structure to the southeast. What is that? A tower. Okay. Is it tall enough that we could climb up on this cliff and then drop down onto that tower? Is the tower higher than the cliff? Well, that's what I was thinking, climbing that southern cliff and trying to get directly to that southern tower. Uh, and then ambushing and, and, you know, starting our assault from there. Because at least we have the high ground against the orcs on the ground. And then we can figure out a way to make our way to the other, you know, into the other fortress from there. Well, the southern wall wasn't a tower. Let me rephrase that. The small wooden, it was a wooden hut built into the wall. So it actually was a hut. The northern one facing the wall way off in the distance, that's a tower with like arrow slits and so forth so you could walk and maybe i don't know go up to that hut and maybe cut a hole in the ceiling and drop yourself in but it's not like there's a tower with stairs or anything oh that's what i was trying to find out i thought maybe it was a flat roof that they could stand up yeah on. yeah i was thinking that i know what you're getting at it's a little confusing without me showing you this whole map understood it's like the best way to describe it is either i redraw the map with everything taken out but you see that little brown circular thing on the map yeah. That's 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 a hut. Okay. That's built into the literally built into the wall. The one to the east, you see stairs leading up 15 feet before it even enters a tower 
and the tower is two stories tall. So the tower is well over the wall, but it's not tremendously. It's not like it's 100 feet over the wall. The wall is 15 feet. The tower is maybe 30 feet. So, it's a, you know, they have a bit of a view, but not an amazing view. Could we get to that tower from the cliff top? Not easily. You would have to traverse up and across. They would probably kill you <laughs> while you're trying to, like, go across it. If, I mean, it's, 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 it's climbing using two hands, two legs. Unless you have perfect stealth, there's probably no way to do it. So it seems like we're looking at a frontal assault. Yeah. All right, well. Well, could we, could we have people sneak up and be on either side of the door and then have Fire Kitty kind of come out of hiding and prance around a little bit and see if they open the door to look get a better look? That sounds That's good. a good idea. Yeah, and then as soon as they open the door, we can ambush them. You can do anything you want. Sounds like a good idea. That's actually a really good plan. Do we want to do that same thing where, Cade, you take the southern route and I'll take the northern route and we'll try to meet on opposite sides of the door? Oh, you mean opposite sides of the fence? The palisade gate, yeah. And then no, since no. they had to open it to see what was going on, we try to lure them out. Well, I was thinking it would be like we'd be on the outside where we are, but when they open the door to see the cat, we kill them. I thought that's what we were doing. Yeah, but I, I, I was thinking right up against the palisade wall. Like this. Like I would be here and someone would be on the other side of the door, right? Far enough, yeah. Not like climbing over, like that. Yeah, something exactly like that. like that. Yeah, that's where the door is. The door is right between Brixley and Cade. It's ten. Yeah, rush it if if when they try to open the door, you just rush the door. I could stack yeah. up on Cade. Like I could be there, and then you be right next to the door, Prue, and I'll use my uh, staff sling to from a distance, and you stabby stabby and crushy crushy. So is this the plan we're going with? I think it is. All right, Think up to the door, trick them to open it, murder them, go into the fortress from there, and hope for the best. Um, do you want me Unless to... Unless you can think of any other way to get more in- information about what's in the fortress or what else is there. It seems like we got about as much as we're going to get without just going in. Well, while we're positioned in front of the door, I can speak orc at them and tell them to open up for a delivery. Ooh. Did we bring the cart for all the loot this time? No. Because we could wow. we could do one of those, what, Galton horses or whatever it is, um, where we are just inside the cart and then jump out, but we don't have a cart. I think I think this is all we got, is stacking up on the door. Okay. So, all right. All right, we're going to do it. We're going to stack up on the door. Is it going to be like a big surprise party? You're going to be like, you're going to be like, uh, singing telegram for Mort the Orc. Landshark. It's going to be close to that. All right, so after we all get in position, like so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out to him. I'm going to shout out in Orcish. Let me find... <laughs> There's a cat out here, a fiery cat out here. Let me find my Orcish. Oi, we've got a delivery. If you're going to sneak up, I wasn't going to have you... You are going to have to sneak up. You're literally going to have to do the rolls. So I let you keep yourselves where you are on the map, but it's not assumed you're there. So let's back up a little and assume you're around the corner to the south, and then you're going to plan this, and then we'll go from there. So we'll, like, back up a little. And then I'm going to assume this is kind of where you want to end up, but you are going to have to make a roll to see if you successfully sneak up to the Palisade to then start your shenanigans. I think I'm going to end up somewhere just a little bit different. I'm going to end up there. And I'm not going to sneak either. I'm just going to walk casually. How about um, the sneakier ones sneak up first, so so at least we can get in position with a better chance of doing so? Then if you're not going to sneak and the cat does its thing, that's what you do. I can bring the cat with me, and then I can speak orcish at him, letting him know that I've got a delivery. I captured one of the animals would escape from the old hideout, thought the boss might be happy about it. That sounds good. Oh, interesting. All right, so how sneaky is... Uh, everyone but Prue, Bricks. Uh, Celeste is pretty sneaky. Oh, yeah, Celeste is sneaky. What about you, Brixo? Uh, I'm actually not that sneaky. I'm only a plus two. Do you want to walk up with Celeste? I mean, with Prue, you know? Uh, let me think. Uh, huh. Because her story works better if she goes alone, though. Well, 
True, but I'm saying her noise, her noise, and your noise walking up, you can run into position while she's like, "Hey, you guys, I got a cat." Oh, there is. Yeah, there will be a couple seconds before they can get anybody to right. the parapet. To and look. we know that ha- there's no parapet; they have to open the door to look. That's true. Okay, I'll do that. I'll when she's moving up, I'll do that. I'll do that. Is that uh, you're also a lot then. smaller than me? You could move up. Like in my silhouette and like stay hidden behind a massive armor. Prue, do you have a large dress? Could you perhaps put Brixley under your dress and you could walk up like cartoon style? I don't think she's wearing a bustle. Could you make a bustle out of leaves and twigs? I, I think I have to at this point. Brixley, help me make a bustle. We've got work to do. I like this plan. <laughs> I just <laughs> want to see Prue. With the freaking half-burned-off hair walking up with a bustle. <laughs> and a cat on fire. What is going on here? It's also a very fashion-forward plan, which Brixley approves of. Also, your cat makes me extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, that would be the sweat. I don't do I do not do well around fire. You could also have Cade and Brixley go on each other's shoulders and pretend they're like the tall right. gentleman. An orc... But we just wear, like, you know, a big orc trench coat. So tell me about these squares on top of the wall. Uh, those are just the squares. That's just, like, reinforcements. Those are, like, the posts. Can I, can I fit on one if I go up there? There's point, there are points at the top. Oh, okay. Remember, it's 15 feet high. The walls go up about 30 feet. There's points on the top. So you could, in theory, like, throw a, you know, like a grappling hook or something and try to climb over they would obviously see that no you, yeah, you but climbed I can't up the use wall. it as a yeah i did climb up the the rock face to look over i did that right. before and then you like peeked over do remember like if you go right up against the palisade like where you kind of are now you know it's a 15 foot wall it's like you're kind of hiding in plain sight you know you're up against right. the wall so there is kind of a blind spot does the door know. open in or out when they opened it before I believe it opens... I don't know. What is strategically more strategic? In or out? Probably... I don't know. Probably in is more strategic because you can stick something in front of it. Yeah, oh, probably yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in. Then in it is. Okay. Brixley, why don't you come with me and look like you have your hands tied behind your back? Do the classic prisoner. Oh my god. This is so played out. Okay. It right. happens too many times because it works too many times. Oh, it, it never works, but go right ahead. I just think it's probably easier than rolling the plus two on stealth. I think I'm going to end up there if I want a, a, a clear range shot. Really? That far out? Like, let me just, I'm going to move Kate uh, as an example. Right. Kate is right there against the wall. No one can see you. If Kate right. is five feet from the wall, probably no one can see you. There is a tower. I'm going to move the orc to where the tower is. That is a tower with arrow slits and stuff. So, you know, there is... Oh, that is... A t- okay. Yeah, yeah. So, there, like, there is... Like, it's a weird setup in the sense that the wall isn't built the greatest. It's more like to just, you know, as a defensive measure. Make you pause. Like, yeah, yeah. But that, but the tower? Tower's a tower. Like, that's kind of their main defense. And that's over the wall. Not by a ton. It's not like towering over the wall but it definitely is how they would attack you and um from there you probably have you know well you're short so i think you'd be okay from there they can probably hit you from 10 foot away from the wall like that they'll probably start being able to hit you okay then yeah okay like right up against the wall everyone's safe five feet against the wall mostly safe 10 feet probably start hitting you gotcha so I, i was just thinking about how my opening volley will look you know, so I guess mm-hmm. I get it. You know, uh, I can be somewhat closer. You know, throw the sling bullet as Prue mashes and smashes with and breaks these stabos. You know, if anyone opens the door and comes out, they may not come out. They'll probably open and stand inside. A couple of them, so I may rush in and stabo. Which yeah. case, I'll put myself right there, draw a short sword, and get ready to mix it up. Now, for what it's worth, to bricks it up. It does look like sneaking around here is fairly easy in the sense that there really aren't like 
there's like maybe like little holes they look through, like cracks and stuff, but it's not the most strategically built palisade wall. As you said, there aren't murder holes, there aren't like little like slits and stuff. Like it's it's okay. It's it's okay. It's really more of a defensive thing. Or maybe they want you to go inside and then they form a kill box in the yard. Who knows? Uh, I'm, I've got my money on the kill box in the yard. In fact, I, I think we've got all this posturing and strategering, but this is probably going to go the worst case. It could probably go immediately. For sure. Let's get ready to let's get ready to get beat up. Wow, that really did not work out at all. You want to try that again? Let's get ready to get beat the crap out of. To get beaten down like orc orc boxing bags. Okay. You, you, you're, you're, <laughs> I'm getting you're worse. Just, it's just like, let's get ready to have a oh, tea party. Oh. What? What? What are you I'm talking not, about? I'm not, I'm not saying I'm trying to do that. Let's get ready to rumble thing. I'm saying let's get ready to, you know, um, have the worst day do possible. Do the thing. Like, let's get ready to do the thing with the thing. gate and that tower and also some orcs and we're going to do it in there with the orc. No, with the orcs. We're not going to do the orcs. We're just going to do the thing against the, thing with the orcs. The orcs. Against and then the orcs. other people that are also with the orcs. But we're not doing it with them. We're doing it against them. That's what I mean. So against, we're going to get ready to against. do that. Yeah. But let's get ready to have a bad time. I give up. Okay. Tell let's me get dangerous. Whatever you guys want to do, there's no rush. Because I have a feeling once you start, this is going to start getting out of control. So you tell me when you're ready and what you want to do. There's no bad plans, just really bad plans and terrible plans. All right. So Celeste is, I would actually prefer to sneak up with Cade, like, behind him so that I am not by myself. I can easily sneak up to you here. Oh. Yeah. If, If it takes... Is is the stealth roll going up there rec- like because of one round, or does it represent a minute or so of activity? Well, it's stealth, and it's how you want to stealth, so it's half your speed. And I would presume you would probably go up against the wall, and then, right. um, and then. What I was up. thinking is casting guidance on myself in a critical moment. That way, I could get a plus eight, so I have a slightly better bonus, so I don't screw it up. Is guidance a sure. verbal component? It's it's verbal, but I don't have to like scream it. The orcs hear off in the distance. Guidance, guide me to my sneaking. <laughs> they're like, what's that? Yeah, it's my occult spell, so it would be something like saying, "Ancestors guide me," and then sneaking across the area where really I'm more worried that they're gonna see me. So I would say, who's gonna sneak on the north? Who's gonna sneak on the south? Who's gonna not even sneak and just walk up the middle and be goofy? Are you going to have the cat create a diversion? Are you going to do the old, got a prisoner with me? Are you going to do the old, let's just set the place on fire and see what happens? Are you going to, like, what, well, there's so many options here. So many. And they're all going to end the exact same way, with the gates opening and big battle beginning. Not true. Not true. I will go as the dice roll. All right, so Celeste and I will end up here. That's where we want to be. And then once we're in place, the other three walk up and... Then the orcish shouting happens. Okay. I will put Prue and Brixley. Okay, you guys are way to the south. And who is going to go first? Are we going to have Celeste go first or Cade? Are you going to go one? Cade goes first. I will go first. Are you guys going to go like one uh, next to each other? Like like in a line? No, I'm going to... Like, Kate's going to sneak along the, the wall, right? And then Celeste's going to follow right, right behind, because right. then she knows where to step that's safe. Got it. Right. All right, what's your plus for your sneaky? It's like plus 11 or something, right? Yeah, 11. Okay. And Celeste has a plus 7, unless I can use guidance, and then it's plus 8. All right, you ready? You ready for sneaky sneaks? Ready. Kate easily, easily sneaks up to that wall. With no problem whatsoever. So he's up against the wall once again. Quite easy. Nothing. You hear nothing from the inside. I, I say give him the all clear and wave up Celeste. Celeste can do guidance if she wants. Okay, so she'll do guidance and then she'll move up. Does she have plus eight? Plus eight. I can hear the Mission Impossible theme in my head so strong right now. Dun, 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 d
She makes a little bit of noise. She like hits the wall and some rocks crumble. You hear some like shuffling on the inside. But you seem to get up to the palisade and put your back against the wall. Like, okay, like, that wasn't exactly the smoothest, but I think we're okay. Like the walls aren't opening or anything, so you seem to be okay. Cool. Two down. All right, you guys go to the road and walk along it without stealthing. Yep. I'm going to leave my weapons stowed, and I'm going to look as as not menacing as possible. <laughs> okay. Describe this in detail, how you're going to do this, because I want to hear exactly what they see. Okay. So uh, I'm going to walk up. I'm going to have... I'm going to have Brixley behind me with his hands behind his back, you know? And I'll just walk up casually like I own the place. I'm going to get right in front of the gate. So if they weren't looking at me, they can't, you know, see me anymore. So I'm just too close to the gate. But I'm not going to, like, hide while I do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm going to get right up on the gate, and I'm going to shout over the gate. And I'm, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use my orcish to do it. Oi, you boys open up. I got a delivery for the boss. Okay, what's Brixley and Firecat doing? Ember. Is Ember coming? Is Ember staying behind? What's what's Ember's deal? For the moment, let's leave Ember down the road a little bit. And let's not make this look any... If we're doing prisoner, let's not make this look any more suspicious than it needs to. Um, and I'll look very forlorn and have my hands behind my back like I've been captured. Okay. All right. This should be interesting. All right. Prue walks up to the gate, and you say that in Orcish. You hear people shuffling around behind, and you hear back in Orcish. You hear somebody say, Which boss? What you got? Boss V, I got one of those adventures. What was causing trouble back at the other lair? Boss V? You sound confused. They're like, oh... How'd you, how'd you know where to go? Who are you? My name's Rush. I was at the other base. I barely escaped. We've been here before. I was trained here. They sound confused. They Hurry like, up. I ain't got all day. You hear like rustling going on back in the back there. Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, all right, hold on. Let me get big boss. All right. I don't think they can see me, right? No. You don't think I'm going to so. draw you weapons. <laughs> I'm going to draw weapons. Gonna draw weapons. Yeah, they can't see me. Well, you don't know that. Well, there's definitely little holes, as I said before. There's definitely little holes, like if they poke oh. their, hole in their eye. So, can they see you? They might if they like paying attention. And there's like small knot holes and little things. If, if like you know, think about it, if you were going by a construction site, could you okay. see in? Yeah, I, I so. won't draw weapons yet. Then just use your weapon and threaten Brixley. There we go. Yeah, I push Brixley out front, and I'll have my weapon drawn at Brixley. Is that a stage whisper, Cade? Is that uh, you, like no. trying to true, say that? True knows about prisoners. You don't. You don't not yeah. aim a weapon at prisoners. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought about that all on my own. Brixley, get up front, and I'm gonna have my weapon drawn on you. All right, I'll play along with that. Okay, you hear some uh, like chattering behind there in Orcish. Oh, well, why is why is prisoner still breathing? Uh, shouldn't he be unconscious? He tastes better after he's been screaming. Oh, that sounds horrible. I haven't eaten a prisoner in years. You're you're sick. They're all like laughing a little and also horrified. Who 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 are you again? What's your name? Name's Rush. Now hurry up. Uh, all right. Hold on. And then you hear, on the other side, um, that large Brixley, I told him I was gonna eat you. It sounds like they're gonna like they're moving like large blocks of wood that are like in front of the door and you can hear like things moving. And um one of the doors opens and the guy has his javelin ready to go. So the doors open a little in the north and he's poking in and he looks around and Ooh, okay. Prue's doing a good job kind of blocking the south, and he looks and sees you. He just opens up the door just a tiny bit, just enough to sort of let you in, and he's like, all right, hurry up, get in here. All right, um... Wham! Yeah, I'm thinking it's I'm thinking it's whammo time with the door. I'm thinking I'll just just football push the door just really hard. 
I want to I want to hit this guy with him with it, you know. Sounds like someone's rolling athletics for initiative. Uh, oh well, no, someone's rolling athletics. Period. So just roll athletics. That initiative yet? Once she hits all right, initiative all right. again. Damn. Yeah. Twenty six. All right. All right. Fine. A few things are going to happen here. This is going to get messy very quickly. Okay. You smash open the doors. So both doors go flying open because they did, did not expect it. And it's double doors. And although they were holding them, both orcs go flying backwards. So now two orcs are going to be prone. The doors are also wide open. Yeah. That's the signal. This is my badass moment of the game. Uh, super badass. It's all because you had a convincing prisoner. It really is. It really is. Roll for combat! It's going to be a long combat. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various role-playing games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember to attack the darkness.